What up? What up? What up? Man, this is Rec League Podcast. I hope that y'all know by now. This is episode 39, whether or not you was keeping count. And um, my name is Randy Little, in case you ain't know. Uh, if, if if you've been with us, I feel like I get into this kind of rant like every episode now. If you if you keeping up with this show, this deep into the run, you already know all of this. My name is Randy Little. At Rec League Podcast on Facebook, at Rec League Podcast on YouTube, at Rec League Podcast on Instagram, and at Rec League Pod on Twitter is where you can find us. Where where you can um, comment on the episodes throw in your two cents on whatever we talking about and and praise or complain whatever you want to do um rec league rec league by definition is dudes who had dreams of making it and didn't so they're not professionals but they still partake in the sport we not professionals and i will address this later on there's with with everybody using the internet right now so much during the quarantine during the pandemic i hope everybody is safe and healthy and whatnot it's some it's some lags in the connection um actually i got two guests on this episode my guy eric sigmund gets on the movies with me my guy old pizzle gets on the um sports and hip-hop with me that's his first appearance on hip-hop but um they both in Texas, so usually I got Indianapolis, Virginia, Jersey, where wherever wherever my guests might be, sometimes Portland. But um actually both both guests was in Texas today. And me and Eric Sigmund talk about our our five of our favorite trilogies. Um, me and Orlando talk about our five favorite NBA teams, five of our favorite NBA teams over the past 10 seasons. And then we talk about me and O talk about our five favorite hip hop groups, five of our favorite hip hop groups. Of course, I got bars. And, um, before I bring in E-Sig, we got, um, well, you know, Obviously, nothing came out in theaters. Trolls World Tour came out exclusively to to rent on. Like I got it Directv. I watched it from Directv, but Vudu, wherever else you can rent movies from, that's where that came from. And then um, in between the last two episodes on Blu-ray and DVD, Cats came out, Doolittle came out, Little Women came out this past Tuesday. Just Mercy and Underwater came out. This upcoming Tuesday, in between the next two episodes, this upcoming Tuesday, Bad Boys for Life comes out, The Gentleman comes out, and so does The Turning. I ain't see The Turning. I saw the other two. They were both good. And then the Tuesday before my next episode, uh, the final season of Arrow comes out. I didn't see any movies, but the final season of Arrow comes out, and then like a complete series box set will come out. Um... So when I get back, it's going to be me and the E-Sig... He has some he has some glitches on his end and I might have two but he has some glitches with the audio on on his end but bear with us and we just we give y'all a real dope interesting conversation just about some of our favorite movie trilogies man it is Rec League podcast uh-huh. 
Look here, man. We got movies. Nick is usually with us. Got my guy, E-Sig. Nick chose work over pod. How dare he? And now Mr. Sigmund is determined to mess up the audio and the sound <laughs> and the words. And look, it's rec league. Dudes that play at the rec league basketball court, they ain't in the NBA. They ain't professionals. So we're going to have some audio glitches and technical difficulties, but we're about to press on. Um, There wasn't a lot of news over the past couple weeks. Josh Trank dropped the uh, now-titled Capone. Like This movie was called Fonzo for like two and a half, three years since I first heard about it. But he finally dropped the trailer, and supposedly it's going to be available to, to stream, to rent, I don't know, to buy, I think on the 12th of May. Um, you said you'd be down to stream this, so you like the trailer, right? No, I definitely do. Um, you said doo doo. I mean, it's, it's Tom Tom Hardy, so <laughs> no. But um, this is yeah, I pay any bucks for this, for this one. Yeah, I'll rent it, man. Like I love Chronicle. Like Chronicle is one of the most underrated movies over the past ten years. And then everybody knows Fantastic Four wasn't his fault. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, I don't know if this is going to be, be like, like breaking the mold, like a new gangster classic, but I like I like the history and the lore behind Al Capone, man, Untouchables, Boardwalk Empire. Like, we've got a lot of dope Al Capone media, and I think this is going to add to that. Yeah. And I'm just glad to see... That got some work because how he had what had happened to him. Yeah, he was in some Star Wars drama after Fantastic Four too. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Was it a was it a canceled movie or was it like Solo or something? No, it was um one of the sequel movies he was hired for. Word, he was he was hired yeah, yeah. probably for what Last Jedi. Um, actually, I, th- I think it was the third one before Colin Trevorrow got the job and then he got fired. <laughs> And then he, man, he released all of that. This is what I would have done. And it was, right. like, I liked Rise of Skywalker. But his title was better and his, like, outline and all of that was better. No, it definitely was. Yeah, we, when we get into that, uh, they, they they definitely dropped the ball on that trilogy. I mean, I mean, whether, whether people like the movie or whether you, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I like the trilogy. Like, I get... Like, the older I get, you know what I'm saying, I understand all of the the behind-the-scenes, corporate, and, you know, money money before continuity. Mm, Yeah, yeah, basically what it was. was, But the messed up up thing is is it could have been prevented. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, But the main topic for this segment was, was your idea. This is your baby. You mentioned trilogies a couple weeks back, and then I didn't know what else to talk about. So, you know, I wanted—I didn't know if y'all wanted. Like, I ran it past you. I ran it past Nick. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving y'all the—if you're listening, if you want the YouTube, I'm giving y'all the behind-the-scenes in the group chat right now. I didn't know if we was going to do, like, favorite trilogies since 2000. I thought favorite trilogies, like, in our lifetime could have been fun. But then you, yeah, sir— didn't want to exclude Star Wars. Didn't want to exclude uh, what was another one? The Godfather, or uh, I think back. Uh, Nick said Back to the Future, and that would have excluded yeah. it for me too by a year. 
technically like yeah. seven months. But um, all time, and I got a couple honorable mentions. So if you got like a six or seven that didn't make it, list li- uh, list those off. And um, I do. So I would say at the top five, I have to say I would get to. Um, I, I got a comedy in my top five, and it fought with the spot, spot that comedy is in, and um, Edgar Wright Cornell trilogy. Okay. And I mean, Shaun of the Dead, um, Hot Buzz, and, and um, The World's End. I didn't and, even think of that one. That's a great one. Yeah, it is. It is. And it was close, close, but the comedy, comedy did make it into my, into my top five, I think, was just, just um, slightly... It stands the test of time. It's, it's an older, older trilogy of movie, but um, um, and I think what gave gave it its strength. And and you said with that one, that one messed up thing. Thing is, we joke about this a lot, especially you. It, it's there's a lot of movies that should be trilogies, but because of belated belated sequels. Yeah. And one in particular we joke about is the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. And and even. Even Toy Story, and as is uh, uh, a couple, couple of other ones I can think of, but but um, another, another honorable mention is the the Man Way Man- trilogy, the the uh, Clint Eastwood the trilogy of movies, Sergio Leone directed, Good, Bad, and Ugly, Fistful of Dollars for Dollars More, and that one got edged a very very recent trilogy, so. Now, I think the comedy on my list definitely is not the comedy on your list. <laughs> and a very recent trilogy that you just mentioned that edged out your other trilogy is not, it is one of my honorable mentions. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Can't wait to, let's hear what that is. So, uh... Oh, your honorable mentions, mentions yeah, first, but... I got two honorable mentions. One, one of them is the, the East Rail, correct me on the number, but 177? It's just, um... Yeah, is that it? Unbreakable yeah, split so. glass. Yeah. Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. Unbreakable is M. Night Shyamalan's most underrated movie, most underappreciated movie. I think you think it's his best. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 people people call me crazy, but it ain't no signs. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I give you that one. Yeah, and then I think uh, Split was his comeback. Like I love Split. Split was so crazy. James McAvoy should get way more praise for for Split and Glass than he does. Like, dude played 23, 24 different characters. And then Glass tied it all together and set up a potential future that I heard that he has no interest in really pursuing. Yeah, that's... Although, um, I did like Glass, but it was... Has weaknesses. Um, this, um, if you call it, um, um, I guess Shyamalan gets caught up in what people expect them to them to do, and the ending was, um, I'm gonna be forced, but but anticlimactic. The horde knows no weaknesses, <laughs> and maybe water is a weak weakness, but yeah, uh, uh, puddles. <laughs> nah, cause I he was. He showed a little bit of weakness in Unbreakable when it was raining. That's true. Um, so, uh, and then my other honorable mention is uh, is Bad Boys. Because I, uh, I love the first one. 
Michael Bay's yeah. best movie, put Will Smith, Martin Lawrence on the map. And then two, two is entertaining as hell, but it's doing a little too much. Oh, yeah. And then three, I think three is still like in the six weeks of, I'll take that back, in, in the like nine or ten weeks of theater going we got this year. Bad Boys for Life was still the most fun I had in the theater so far this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's um, um good honorable mentions. I had my two. I think I was about to add a third, and now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but no, it's fair. It's a decent listen. Let's now to the nitty nitty gritty. Yup. All right, all right. So am I going for first store? Yeah, I'm, I'm hospitable, man. Guess go. <laughs> Guess first. Like, mine ain't in no specific order, so it's not like this is, like, my fifth favorite, fourth favorite of all time. It's just, like, four of my favorite, or five of my favorite, my bad. That's cool. Now, that makes sense. Um, So, um, I was talking about that comedy, the comedy trilogy that um, actually made it on on the five, not necessarily top, top five, but um, the Naked Gun trilogy. Okay. Definitely not the comedy trilogy I got. <laughs> and um and the thing with good I mean as an example, the thing with good um parody parody movies, uh is that um they say stand at the time. Yeah, they become dated. For example, example um lazy late lazy parody writings are those all of those um Seltzer and I forget their, their name. Seltzer Freeberg. Don't, don't be smirch. Meet the Spartans and date movie and um, oh my God. vampires suck. Now look at those movies. I, do, those I haven't movies seen. Are... I saw. <laughs> I saw date movie, and mm-hmm. then I saw like whatever they did right after, and then I gave up. I was like, man, you suck. Yes. I, 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 well, I, actually, you know what? Don't even look at the movies. Look at the, the trailers. The movies are based on trailers of other movies. Yeah. They're not even hardcore, you know, spoofs or parodies. They just, they just, ooh, look what's popular. That's, that's yeah. what automatically dates those movies. Well, what's been trendy since our last movie. Right. And then that, in effect, is just not f- funny. You know, if you go back and look at every one of those, it was Meet the Spartans. Go back and look at the Spartans and you see the, the lead Brit alone. You're like, what the, what, what the hell is this? Is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and, um, and um, the Naked Gun, gun movies. These are visual gags, um, um, layered jokes, and stuff they don't date because it's creative writing, you know? Yeah, and Leslie Nielsen's delivery. Exactly. And and so that's the... And just like Airplane, Airplane but Airplane's not a trilogy, but... Yeah. Airplane is probably one of the best comedies of all time, and it's just... It just doesn't get dated, you know. Obvious stuff like probably clothes and stuff like that. But I'm gonna talk about just the, the humor. <laughs> yeah, it's, time, it's timeless. timeless. Yeah, yeah. But, people, uh, people still say, "Don't call me Shirley." Exactly, and <laughs> that's funny. I am some serious, but and but yeah, yeah. That's definitely the Naked Gun, uh, Naked Gun trilogy. Yeah. While you was talking, like I realized, like my number five, my comedy trilogy, is also a spoof. I love that you made that face because I'm about to say it and you about to be like, yep. My number five is the Austin Powers trilogy. Oh yeah, I was um, um with that one. That one. Yep. 
Cause like like the first two are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like Gold Member is a little, uh, yeah. But it's it's like and it's like New Line. Like I, nobody pays attention to stuff like this except me. But it's like New Line made Austin Powers and they made Friday, and you got the first movie that like feels like low budget, well made, like real dope. And then you can see each sequel got a bigger budget and it looks yeah. more polished. And that's kind of like what I don't like about Goldmember. Like you can see like all the makeup and stuff on Doctor Evil and Mini Me, and but it's like the gags. Like Mike Myers put his all into all of this, playing multiple characters, right. and like like molding the movie around different James Bond movies. And like it's it's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up on Austin Powers. I'll always <laughs> love Austin Powers. And and uh, Goldberg, you know the, the thing. That's the third one, one right? Mm-hmm. Thing about Gold Goldmember, um, it opens so strong, strong. Yeah, with, with that with that cam spoof. That thing goes after that. Never had a chance. Yeah, and That's and right. but saying a lot because the rest of the movie is still okay. It's still yeah. good. Yeah, so that's a good hard knock movie. life and all of that. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, man, it's just weird now looking at it. Kevin Spacey is like the evil fool. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom Cruise Lord. was like, yeah, baby. Straight American. Didn't yeah, try to put no accent on it at all. <laughs> it's just Tom Cruise. Yep. That's a good one. I like Austin that Austin was on set. Steven Spielberg was in there. Britney Spears was about to come out with the with the uh, Fembots. Yeah. And another another thing that of our first picks comedy in, in comedy in common, <laughs> they are comedy. Yeah, they got a lot in common. And um, consistency, and I mean consistency yeah. over the filmmakers. Filmmakers. And see, that's why like the only other movies I haven't seen Mystery Alaska, but mm-hmm. like what other movie except Meet the Parents has Jay Rhodes really done that's been like as as great as the Austin Powers movies. Because like, Jennifer yeah. Schmucks, the campaign, are super mid to not good at all. And then, like, he got into all these political movies now. Yeah, it's true. And I still that's, haven't watched um, Bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's um, yeah, good good old Jerry. Yeah, he did. He kind of went the opposite of direction or a different spectrum on the other side. Yeah. But um, no, so that's a good, good one. Let's see. So next, number four. <laughs> no, number four. Not four. 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 <laughs> so this, uh, I kind of, well, I didn't throw it on and off. I was trying to fix this spot. So uh, back to the future. Future. Future trilogy. trilogy. Come on, man. <laughs> that's my four. Oh, it is? Yeah. Well, I guess we could talk about this one back and forth. Um, so, so um, and I want to want to bring something up. A lot of people people talking to um, um that's heavy. <laughs> somebody, if they don't get that. <laughs> but um, so back to the one um classic. Yeah, just it's gonna be thirty, thirty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This year, one turns thirty five, three turns thirty. It's crazy. Yeah. The thing about Bad to the Future is it's such a flawless movie. 
people don't notice this is good it is is that so flawless that, that even what you consider the flaw is flaw. Um, Marty Marty McFly is uh, the perfect character I mean literally think about it um Marty McFly has, has no story arc has no perfect. story arc he has no story arc and no flaws think about it Marty McFly is the same same for the beginning of the movie that he is at the end. The only thing that changes is everything around him. Yeah. He has no flaws. And because of this, this, this is why I added the yellow the chicken thing. Because he was so perfect. I realized that for the sequels. He was flawless. But for the first movie, the screenwriting was so tight, you don't notice it. That man, man, he has no flaws. He has nothing he himself needs to fix about him. He had a booger in his nose when he was walking <laughs> <Right>. down. <laughs> when he was trying out for the audition, like he had a booger in his yeah. nose. And even they don't play, play a good observation. They don't. They don't even play that. It happens, and then then it's really never spoken spoken about again. Yeah. But yeah, everything everything else on him is he is he he got story. The story doesn't guide it around him on him. You're a slacker, Sigmund, just like your father. <laughs> but no, it's a excellent movie. That's 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 the amazing about it. The and um. And I'm gonna say something. Something people be slap me. I mean, um, Back to the Future three, three. I believe, in my opinion, my humble opinion, which is usually facts. Um, <laughs> Back to the Future very humble is overall better movie than Part Part two. <laughs> there we go. And I can I'll explain it, but um. That's what I was just I was just thinking, man. I love to like it's it's, tri- it's two is so trippy. They go to mm-hmm. the future, then got to go back to the first movie, but not bump into themselves in the first movie. Yeah, that's some uh, some that's the strength strength of two is um the time travel um having fun with the time yeah. travel. Yeah, but um part three is a little legit. Good Western. Mr. Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, it is. And also, um, part three does something that first two movie really don't, doesn't do. It divests uh, the character of Doc. Yeah. I was trying to think of a sarcastic joke. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Doc and gets it, a love it, interest. Right. And Clay, the, But they messed up, though. Like, Uh-oh. they... They they messed up the geography of Hill Valley. The, no, no. <laughs> the third movie messed up the ravine. No oh, man. So this. <laughs> but man, and like you said, um, they gave him a romantic um interest, and um, unbelievably, it's time I think think Christopher Lloyd Lloyd was pretty in his fifties. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd's yeah. up there. Yeah, his first first screen kiss ever after Back to the Future Three. Really? Yeah. Damn. And I know. <laughs> and already at that, at that point, he'd have been in some minutes. A minute. Yeah. I would have never known that. Mm-hmm. And he said, said it enough. I just looked that up recently. He like, yeah, it's my first. Then the second on screen kid, uh, it is. The dog and Dennis the Menace? I don't <laughs> like, know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what? Huh? No, pointless. Now, no, post trivia, uh, Adam's family values. Joan Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But now back to the to the future trilogy. That's something definitely definitely on the list. I mean, it was my number four too. So just go into three. 
All right, so um, my my number three is and probably all all of these movies are rated in general. General people don't talk don't talk about them. you bring them up them up go like oh yeah and a lot of people oh, haven't so really seen we ain't got the same three. Yeah, <laughs> at all. A lot of people haven't haven't really seen or known that there that there was a third D before trilogy. Before sunrise, rise, before sunset, before midnight. Yeah. The Richard Linklater um, trilogy movies, um, the romantic um, comedy drama, uh, Ethan Hawke, and I forget young lady's name. Uh, Julie Depley. There you go. Yeah, but, but um, fantastic movies, especially when you watch, you watch them back, back to back. And um, even if you just watch one at a time, pick one to to watch. You don't necessarily watch watch them in order. It was um, interesting. I'll get around to that eventually. <laughs> what ones have you seen? Or have you not any? Oh man, oh, man, you seen any? Oh shit! I should say I haven't seen any because people listening can't hear me shake my head. <laughs> it's it's a marble in there. You just gotta listen close. Uh, oh man, yeah, it's um definitely gotta check that one out. It's one of the greatest. The first movie is one of the greatest romantic comedies in the nineties, and and probably say the same same with the other. And all and check this out. This is cool. Um, so the first movie, um, Ethan Hawke and Hawke actually and Julie Deppley actually contributed to the script, but they get credited. I think I heard that. And the second two movies, not only did contribute to the script, but each each subsequent movies. Second and the third one, they got an Academy Award nomination for Best Screenplay. That's dope. So, yeah, yeah, they... These are some, yeah, yeah, great movies. I definitely rec- recommend it. You and everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to I wanna eventually, like, shell out for that uh that Criterion Blu-ray pack. Yep. It's yeah. I don't even like Criterions. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, look. I I am mid- middle America movie going trash. So my top three are all like blockbuster trilogies. Uh, my number three is the uh, the Captain America trilogy because once again, like we was in we was in the group chat and and Nick was asking. So do trilogies within universes count? Yeah, so she, of one of mine. Yeah, one of mine is, and this is it. Um, yeah. and then yeah, you posted. Post I thought it was on your list. You know, I know we ain't done, so I don't want to spoil nothing. But you posted you posted the Captain America frames the other day, mm. and I was like, man, this dude done seen my list. <laughs> and uh, yeah. cause yeah. the first one, like, I don't think Joe Johnson gets enough credit for the, for the first uh, the first Avenger. Not, not, not at all. Captain America: The First Avenger, in my opinion, is the most unappreciated, underrated MCU movie in the whole universe. Because mm-hmm. the only like my only flaw is I think Steve Rogers was a little too small before the Super Soldier Serum. <laughs> but then, like, like showing his character, how he dove on the grenade, how like all these all these meatheads are trying to climb up the flagpole, and he just took the rod out and let let it drop. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, that's totally probably some of the best character development in the MCU period. Yeah, and then um, I would say Red Skull is probably the best villain of all of Phase One, at least to me. Yeah, yeah, too bad Hugo even didn't yeah. have a good experience. I was just telling my boy the other day that I thought Loki was overrated, and he knows how much I love uh, Red Skull. Yeah, yeah. And then Winter Soldier and Civil War are two of my top five or six, 
You know what I mean? Like, Winter Soldier is pra- practically a spy movie. Yeah, it's um, um, a hell of a spy movie. Yeah. And um, also, so up to, to that point, it, it, um, the tone of all the movies were, were, yeah, this one, this one had like a hard tone. This card, you know what I'm trying to say, it's. And see, like, I don't want to, I don't want to start crying and getting into any of the delayed movies this summer, but I wanted the Black Widow movie to be the story that she told with Winter Soldier, like, when she got shot or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, yeah like, like, it makes, this is like. You could say Iron Man too. You could say the first Avengers, but this is like like Black Widow is like like really a badass in this movie, and then just like the mm-hmm. reveal, like Cap like realizing like oh shit, this is Bucky. I thought he was dead. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then tying back to the first movie, and then uh, what what's what's Buddy from uh from UFC or MMA like George St Pierre? Like that was a dope fight. He had like the 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 alternate suit, but then he had to go back to the throwback suit for the final battle. The final yeah. battle. The final battle is probably one of the most graphic final battles in the whole MCU. Yeah, you're my friend. He's like, bitch, you're my mission. You started <laughs> wailing on me. Yeah, no, that's um, some definitely one of the best movies, the Winter Soldier. That is throughout um, um the entire MCU. It's, yeah. Um, and 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 to think, um, the um, the Russo brother came from from the comedies. Yeah. Like everybody, but, uh, everybody's all up on the Russo brothers now. Ever since 2014, yeah. like oh, the Russo brothers, blah blah blah. Yeah, and and now um, but it's like dog, they directed you, me, and Dupree with Owen Wilson. Like, let's not forget. <laughs> that, that's damn true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Now that um, the the sitcom community has um, the popularity has been respond because it, that's this just thrown on Netflix. I'm sure, people are looking, are looking at the press like oh, like like Joe Russo and um, and, um his brother. Yeah, but yeah, and um, and that's that's and give it. They had a, had a little bit of from um, those guys from the John Wick movie. Um, the Word. second unit director for Winter Soldier was um the directors directors of the first John Wick. Word. Yeah, yeah, and the director of um the some the second two Jake. And then so, um, yeah, so they were smart about the filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then man, Civil War, man, like Civil War was the build up from the first Avengers to Civil War, like. Iron Man and Captain America was ready to go to blows from, yeah, the, from yeah. the first time they, they came face to face. And then, no matter, like, I was always Team Cap. I'm still Team Cap. <laughs> but, like, that's how dope the writing is. Like, you could pick a side, but the writing is so good that you understand the other side. No, it's great. great. And then, My- but, like, Bucky's on the run. I thought it was a great introduction for Black Panther. I thought it was a great introduction for Spider Man. Spider Man, yeah. And um, it, like the airport fight, Ant Man, come on, Ant Man, come on. Yeah. Like Civil War has a lot of dope moments. Like it might not be comic accurate, but Civil War is a lot of fun. Sometimes, like depending on how I feel during my binges, like I don't know. Sometimes, like right now, I think Civil War is better, but I could rewatch like next year and be like, man, Winter Soldier's better. And it's just like like the building up towards Infinity War and the universe and what they do for all these characters, and like, like the Russo brothers again had a lot to handle, and I thought they made another great movie. Yeah, my only squabble about Civil War is greatest movie as it is, it is. <laughs> is that where's this hang up button? Yeah, my only only squabble is minor. It's it's not really a flaw, but it is, and. and the only hang up is that it's a Avengers 5. 
And and I forgot to say, yeah, the yeah, villain yeah. won. That's true. So Aven- Avengers, these nuts. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> but yeah, if you think about about it, um, this is why the Winter Soldier, Soldier, we, um, by me, the best, the best Captain America movie. Yeah. It's because um, Civil War. You look at it. it you could you could flip flop that name. It could be Avengers three, and it wouldn't matter, matter right? Right. Nah. But I'm complaining because because it's all you do with all the characters in the movie. But then again, Civil War. That's um. Can war without um people to fight that war. Yeah. So so um and they had a lot to do and amazingly, like I said it was Spider Man, Man, Black Panther. Yeah, like and, and, and yeah. everybody knows by now. Like Tom Holland probably had like hours yeah, to get yeah. ready, like between approval and and like filming his his scenes. Oh, oh yeah, it was um and he would um it wasn't as close as the talent thing was, but. Two scripts were written, written in case Rowney Jr. didn't go through. And I'm curious that story would have been. And glad it didn't, didn't, wasn't that. You and your knowledge. <laughs> and the thing is, this is this is for the nips out there. Civil War. Still talking about. So the, so the chase. When um Black Panther is chasing Bucky and Cap is chasing both of them. Of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um there's a um going to chase. There's a, there's a sequence where in the tunnel, the tunnel when they're chasing them, they're running out after them, right? And, um, oop, Lou froze a bit. You there froze you go. He's still there. Yep. All right. No, I was saying the chase scene, they were chasing each other. And, and um, they jump out from the building and then they run into the tunnel and they're running in on the truck, right? People were nitpicking about um the CCG using the sequence. But thing is, um, done any CCG. Don't CG use, use was white removal. Okay. And the, the, stunt, the stunt man who played Black Panther in that scene was on a show I recommend um, called Cor- Corridor Crew, Corridor Digital. Digital. And they, they do stunt visual effects. And they were doing that scene, scene and the guy Black Panther said um, they were really doing that. And, like, when Bucky snatches the motorcycle off of a dude. Yeah. That was real. That was practical. Tickle the so You know, when people were looking at CCG, yeah, they were actually land, landing, being assisted by by wires and stuff, stuff like that. And I mean, like, come on, it's a hell of an action sequence. Yeah, but that's just me rambling. Yeah, but but no, no, that's a good trilogy though. So, uh, so where are we now? now? Uh, there we go. You, you, your top two is gonna have one of my top two. It's got to. <laughs> Well, my top two is nothing than you could guess probably if you watch movie trilogies as ever. And I've been contemplating changing this one, but uh, um, I, I won't, won't. My, my number to the original, the original Star Wars trilogy. So that's why you wanted to do all time. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in, that in there. And, um... Yeah, say what you will about the prequels and the sequel trilogy. Um, yeah, the Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy. Some of the... And that's funny. Uh, the, uh, the original Star Wars trilogy kind of um, mirrors the, the Captain America trilogy. Yeah. The second movie in the trilogy is you know, usually voted to be upon the best. And, um, yeah, I put Empire first. 
Yeah, and it's, it's but now but now it's just a great. You know, if you haven't haven't seen the original Star Wars trilogy, trilogy still holds up. It is yeah, it's just just this a great trilogy. Then there's some some movies. The first movie we changed the way movies movies were seen. Basically, um, didn't didn't invent Buster. That was that was Jaw. It, it basically basically find what a blockbuster was going to be forever. Yeah. So yeah, and probably um George George Lucas's best ring ever. He got <laughs> he got nominated uh, for screenplay, screenplay and director, but yeah, but um. um no, no, that's um, yeah, that's it about that. There's nothing more you can say that I'm sure people haven't heard about the original Star Wars trilogy. Stupid Ewoks. <laughs> My number two is uh, the Scream trilogy. All right. <laughs> no, that's a violation. It's four movies. I would have bit y'all head off if y'all would have said yeah. Scream. And that's what I was talking talking about. I'm saying like most of these should be a trilogies. My my uh my number two is the uh the Rambo trilogy. Hmm. Nice no, five of them. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, we do we say those for the movies that should have should have been trilogy. But then again, again, movie's one of the best in the series. Rambo, but that's that's another day. Yup. Uh, what other what other smart ass picks can I use right quick? My number, and I'm on the real. My number two, I feel like, is one of my all-time favorite trilogies. But for this discussion, I put it two because I think my number one is more is is better, like crafted. And the third movie in my number two, I don't think is as strong as any of the movies in my number one. Mm. My number two is the Dark Knight trilogy. Ah, that's good. Cause that's your number one. <laughs> That's that's the one that I thought you was gonna have on the list, and it's like I don't know. People slight Batman Begins. Batman Begins is like low key perfect to me, cause it's it's just that it's that perfect origin story. It got yeah. it got like it it made reboots cool. I feel yeah, like yeah. if Batman Begins would have bombed, there wouldn't have been no Casino Royale, there wouldn't have been no Kelvin Star Treks, um, yeah. etc. You know what I mean? But like Christian Bale, like was coming off what like Equilibrium or whatever it was. And put up prestige, packed on all of that muscle, and like he was, he was young Batman. Like he didn't have a suit when he like first made contact with Gordon. He got duped by Ra's right. al Ghul and and Liam Neeson and Ducard. Like all of that training was real dope. Complain about oh my gosh, we've seen his parents die eighty million times, but like it, <laughs> it made you feel. You know what I mean? Like it made it. Like they showed him at the play. They showed him his fear of bats. They showed like. Like how his parents passed, and like the guilt that he carries, and like mm-hmm. Liam Neeson was triggering that, and then he got into his, his psyche. Yeah, like like Christopher Nolan come out, and I think Matt Reeves is trying to do something similar, just like like explore like what makes Batman tick, and then like I like Katie Holmes more than Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. And then I was like, like nobody's ever gonna be able to confirm, but I really want to know. Like, was Tom Cruise butt hurt that that she was in a movie because they was together at the time, and like kind of like twisted her arm? You're not doing the next the next Batman. Go do the Queen Latifah Diane Keaton movie. Oh uh, yeah, that that was. And then yeah. you know, uh, 
Killian Murphy, who auditioned to play Batman, was 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 great as Scarecrow. So great they brought him back in the other ones. Right. And then I don't want to like harp too much on Batman Begins. Like Batman Begins is like a perfect origin story, and it led into a perfect sequel. Everybody loves The Dark Knight. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger, one of the all-time great cinematic villains, my favorite movie of all time. And then, um, like I really like Dark Knight Rises, but I just don't feel like it's as strong as the other two. Tom Hardy is great as Bane, but um, like everybody, like how do you get from the the pit back to Gotham on foot with a broken back? Like it has it has some writing flaws, <laughs> but I still really like Dark, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, Dark Knight is basically almost what's what the heck with that with that um, and it's so good. The Dark Knight, I'm just skipping Batman Begins, but now Batman Begins is um an awesome movie. People will just tend to forget about it. Yeah, over over around the other, but the Dark Knight, uh, Heath Heath Ledger gives great perform- performance that you forget about the other good good performances. Yeah. Forget Bill, about, um, Eckhart, yeah. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I think he has the best performance in the movie. Yeah. And, um, but it's just overshadowed. And I say it a lot. Yeah. Is, um, and, but, <laughs> and I always, like, as much as I love The Dark Knight, I still, like, always say, Christopher Nolan did with Two-Face, not, not Harvey Dent, he did with Two-Face what Sam Raimi did with Venom. He's yeah. in the third. He's in the third act. Like that yeah. great of a villain, he's barely used. Yeah, that's, that's um, but better to use. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> than, um, no question. Because um, but that thing um, the duality of um his character, what you know, Joker does with him, and I, I think that's um, that's perfect. But but um, now um, I'll tell you, I'll be saying a few minutes when this will my first be. Uh, number one is not the Dark Knight trilogy because people, um, you said they seem to crap on the Batman Begins or whatever. But um, um, my problem with the tril- trilogy is um, the Dark the Dark Knight Ride. Now, now, I like the movie. It's a good movie. It was hurting my face. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Knight Rise is a good movie. But that's the that's the problem to me. It's a good movie. After a great movie, yeah, it was also it was the pressure um, of the follow up. Yeah, it's you can tell Nolan and his brother, or writers were written into a corner. Yeah, and um, you can't fault them for that. But then, but then again, at the end of the day, I have to judge what what's on the screen. Yeah, and and um, I saw the movie movie twice since in this, and after each. Time after the first, first I saw it, I started to notice glaring errors in the movie. I think I saw Rises twice. Yeah. And even I, I'm not nitpick about how how to get back from because actually, if I'm not mistaken, they never really said where that place is. No, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. No, it could have been like the way Zack Snyder set up Gotham and Metropolis. It could have been right across the water. Yeah, people complain. How did you, you don't know where he's coming from? Coming from? So I'm not not finding that nitpicking part. But there are major um, like flaws, uh, story-wise, character flaws, and spoiler. They it's missed on the old. biggest opportunity. <laughs> so, um, um, remember when he reveals who he is to Jim Gordon? When he says, 
Um, At the end. He was just given a coat. Yeah. Now, um, um, this isn't a, a knock on, knock on, knocking points down, points down, but I think it's the big opportunity. So at point when he when he said to Jim Gordon, Jim Gordon is it's Catwoman, and um, tell you how who just died, right? Yeah. Oscar worthy. Okay. Yeah. No, don't even get on that part. That part. <laughs> at that point, at that point, point, everybody who's there knows or is about them to know who that Batman is Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. Imagine if he would have used his regular voice to tell Gordon that. <laughs> Imagine how much dramatic Im- impact that it had. Yeah. You know what I mean? And say, even if it's giving it to a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that kind of room the dramatic impact of that, that scene. Yeah. That's just, just my opinion. That makes sense. And also... The Dark Knight, the Dark Knight is barely in the damn. Batman doesn't show show up in the movie be five minutes into it. I've never thought about how much screen time Batman actually has in that movie. <laughs> I mean, mean wow, just and yeah, but yeah, but um, no, Bane, Tom, Tom Hardy, he, you know, he he carries the movie yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bane is the show. Yeah, but no, it's um, it's definitely definitely a flowy, but you know, it's it, they did the best they could have done with what the situation was. Was yeah, for sure, yeah, and that's why, like, like after the Dark Knight, I was probably telling my wife, I was probably telling I don't know other people, like like Joker is Batman's biggest adversary mentally, man. Like like you gotta go to his biggest adversary physically. Like I knew I was like, man, Bane has to be the villain in the third movie. Yeah, it's just you know. Um, in the in the Dark Knight, um, the Nolans and um, uh, Goria didn't write. Who wrote the line for the Joker? I think we're, we're destined to do forever. They didn't. They didn't just that in there. Just just to have it in. Yeah. No. And, and it was. It was. I'm sure. I'm sure they had eyes up to Wazoo what they were gonna do with the Joker. And then you know, out of respect and understanding that he wasn't mentioned, mentioned at all, but is not gonna replace face. Yeah. But um, it, it like it was just in a corner. They had to write themselves out of a corner, and they, for what it was, they did a good job. But um, yeah, I think the trilogy as a trilogy in a whole, I think it is weak. Now, not that the whole trilogy, it's that it's a weak link. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about another one that neither one of us might not mention. Cause I have no idea what your one is now. <laughs> so I guess my turn, isn't it? Yeah. So here, here is my number one, one, and I think the biggest, biggest strength of this movie is, is um, they were filmed simultaneously. Oh, then it, we definitely not gonna mention. <laughs> See, that's how I, I feel about the Godfather Three. Ah, uh, so they were uh, all of all of the movies trilogy were filmed simultaneously, and I hit lens the biggest. I'm about to advantage. spoil your number one. I know what it God, is. God knew who he was. <laughs> there you go. You go. And um, the acting, the effect, effect time. Um, each movie, each subsequent movie was better than the last. And that's saying something because all these movies, in my opinion, are great. And um, see, I didn't include this one because I'm my bad. I ain't want to cut you off. No, no, but no, no. I haven't seen these in forever. 
So, mm-hmm. like, in a couple months, I plan on watching the prequel trilogy and these. Right. And then I'll start them at the end of June, and I'll talk to y'all in November. Oh, cool. True. Trust me. They hold up. And um, and um, so, of course, the, tr- the trilogy I'm talking about is Lord, Lord of the Rings trilogy. And you just ignored my joke about how long that was. Nah. I'm going to say the name before I forget because I keep talking. But now, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that because because my preferred bird versions of these are the extended editions. I got the box set that came out in like 2010, 2011. I don't know which ones are in there. I think I just got the theatricals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good word. Um, because they re-released the extended editions in theaters. Yeah. And um, and they, I think, I think they play better and they connect the movies better, but. Still, whatever version you want to watch, these movies are great. And um, first movie to to win, and sometime the Academy Awards they get it right. Did Return of the King sweep? It swept on every uh, all of them of his um awards. It it, it was just a run running joke to like the the seventh win, <laughs> and you just, you just knew what happened. And um, basically, a lot of people look look at it as the awards just awarding the whole trilogy yeah and and that's why that's happened like that like that and, and uh yeah but um the return of the king is just one of the most awesome movies ever and it's it's rare that the last movie in the trilogy is the best because we usually usually we two of, of the we pick the second the second is the best yeah. like, like captain america and star wars the original trilogy Dark and Man, um yeah. But yeah, the um, the Hobbit, the Hobbit trilogy is nowhere to be seen. I don't, I don't think the Hobbit trilogy would make top top ten. No, it, t- it didn't even need to be a trilogy, did it? Didn't um, you? It was originally going to be two movies. Yeah. And um, first, first of all, the Hobbit's one of my favorite favorite books of all time. It's a three hundred page book. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't through, need to be three. You read it in one sitting, but, but like. It, it, in 30, 30 minutes if you read it. Yeah. But no, The Hobbit was just um, basically a cash grab. They, they... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> but no, but no, they were good. They were okay. Okay, they're not ring. But um, um, now back to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's that's gotta be. And like I said, that they filmed the movie simult the movies simultaneously. That's crazy. Yeah, not back to back. Simultaneously. Shoot. Mm hmm. No, the shoot. Um, they, um, they filmed it in ninety seven. They filmed Fellowship in '97 and and then just kept going. Yeah, they started on uh, production started in '97 and they started filming at the uh, the, uh, the end of end of '97. Wow. Yep. And um, it was so um, um planned and precise. I like Peter Jackson. He like put out the special special features um, and they they would go back. They were planning to go back and fix like like mistakes with um um not reshoots but but pickups. Yeah. Because um, there's, there's a little bit of us between the, between the two, which I usually, um, when you don't like what you have or whatever. But yeah, and uh, they invented special effects technology for, for the movie that's still still been used and was improved improved upon. And um, um, and Ian McKellen is this kid that was one of the most iconic characters. You know, um, people forget he actually got a Oscar nomination for the first movie. I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, Who best was it? He did, like, 
either Peter Jackson accommodated him to to go play Magneto, or Brian Singer accommodated him to go play Gandalf, or something like that. Oh uh, no, it's, it's um, yeah, yeah, he started on Lord of the Rings first, actually. So X Men came came out um yeah. first, first, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was was um the other round Jackson, Jackson um they they saw some dailies and then, yeah he was able to go in with good thing shit yeah. But um, now that's number one. Good old the Lord of the, of the Rings, G. I want to make like you shall not pass jokes or something, but like I said, <laughs> like the movies ain't fresh in my head right now. Um, how do I word this? My number one is the I'm gonna just word it like that. Is the uh, Planet of the Apes reboot trilogy? Oh, there we go. I think like I think is that's as close to a perfect trilogy as you can get. And I'll probably it'll probably be number two after I watch these Lord of the Rings in a few months. Uh but yeah, like like and then Rise like Rise and Rise Dawn War. Rise is crazy relatable, especially to the current climate of the world today. Yeah, that's that crazy. Cause, you know, they're te- they're testing on, on the apes, trying to get trying to get their intellect, trying to see how smart they are. James Franco illegally bringing Caesar into the crib, trying to trying to cure his dad's Alzheimer's. And then, by the end of the movie, humans is getting taken out. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And then, Dawn is, what, like, eight or ten years later? Yeah. And then, how many of these damn trilogies we talked about Gary Oldman been in? Just two? Um, yeah, same, just two. <laughs> like, trilogy. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, and then, he's, like, the, the bad military leader. But then you got you got Koba who doesn't agree with it with Caesar. Toby Kebbell playing Koba. That's why mm-hmm. like MoCat, like this trilogy, Lord of the Rings, Andy Circus yeah. in general, made motion capture what it what it is. And that's it's what true. I'm about to get off on a huge side tangent. If 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 Paramount makes a way better like Ninja Turtles adaptation, I want like this apes mocap, like with the like look of the eighties turtles, that'd be so damn cool. But yeah, we, then I mean you got, you know, Jason Clark trying to make peace and then the apes just trying to live, but it's like humans are just trying to survive. And then Woody Harrelson come come in and war for the planet of the apes. And then I forgot how dope that was. Yeah. I ain't gonna say nothing. It's like three years old. Y'all should have seen it if you haven't seen it. But yeah, yeah, like this is just one of my favorite trilogies, most well made. Like Caesar overall is a real tragic character, and I'm gonna say it now because Disney is eventually gonna do another Apes movie, and I don't think they know if it's gonna be a reboot or if it's gonna be a fourth movie. Yeah, yeah, that's ooh, yeah, that's uh, so let me. I'm gonna say this. You mentioned uh, talk about underrated. Um, I think Woody Harrelson as an actor is, is so. Underrated. I think he's one of the the best vi- villain introductions. <laughs> like um, pro- probably that year and in that uh, yeah his like the dramatic turn is one of the most overused tropes tropes in movies. But the way the way they played war when uh when uh you know Cobra not Cobra when um Caesar season yeah. like, like man and um you. You get a genuine sense of fear, you know, when he turns and looks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, like, 
and you know, I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, yeah, Woody Harrels, Harrels, you don't think think of Wilson yeah. as being intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woody Harrelson, ever since like the middle of Cheers run, man, Woody Harrelson's been killing it. Heroes, yeah. villains, supporting, comedic, serious, still can't jump. Right. <laughs> it's his versatility yeah. and, um, of, of roses. And then he, you know, he goes, does a couple years later. Still a badass, but more, more comedic character in the, um, the, um, the zombie movies. Yeah. Yeah. Good so thing there ain't three of those. That definitely would have made it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, the trilogy G. yeah that's um that's a, that's a good pick and then um that definitely be in my top 10 see it's like i don't know if i don't know if it's cheating it's my show it's my rules and all of that but uh <laughs> like if if it, if it was a trilogy for however long and then they want to cash grab make make a scream four make a kingdom of the crystal skull rambo whatever i don't count that that's not a trilogy no more but like if you wanted to break off like Star Wars original trilogy, like if you had three Star Wars picks, if you wanted, and I would have let that go. Yeah, it's just three separate trilogies technically, but even um, Star Trek, Star Trek. If we was doing ten, I think Star Trek, the Kelvin Star Treks would have made it for me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, probably number ten, right there. But, but yeah, yeah that's, um, but then but no, I, say, I think. I think we're going to cap it and we're going to come up like I have I already have ideas for the next one because my again like my wife is kicking all these ideas like do this do this do this and ain't nothing to talk about so we could do like like a time capsule list like if we if we threw movies in a time capsule and somebody dug it up in 100 years five movies for like the 80s the 90s 2000s and then the what I was talking about Maybe two shows will do the, um, with what actors have like the have worked with the best crop of directors. No, oh, yeah, that that'll be. That's gonna be yeah. a fun conversation. A long conversation. Oh, for sure. And hopefully your audio ain't messing up my stuff. Yeah, hey, I don't know what that is. That is I'm I'm putting this on Skype because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skype got to get it together. This, we've been doing this, and this is the first first time. You know what I mean. 39 episodes this is the first time anybody any of my guests audio been like this yes. but um when i come back orlando gonna be here we gonna talk top five nba teams of the decade and then top five hip-hop groups later on man rec league podcast all right man as promised i got my guy naptown circle city native O Pizzle, International O, Quarantine O, and then uh, let me let me hit y'all up with this heat right here. Ooh, shit. <laughs> mask Ooh, on, mask shit. on, hand wash, and um, like lists. Like when 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 everything hit the fan, I told y'all we was gonna do a lot of lists just to keep the show going. And, and Orlando hit the idea. Let's do top five favorite uh. NBA teams because this weekend the NBA playoffs would have started anyway. So let's do top five NBA teams of the past ten years. And man, like this was a hard list to to narrow down. And I really did it in the past day. So so I know I left a lot of great teams off of my list, but but these are my five like most memorable, honestly. So hit 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 with your five 
And I don't even know if these are, like, really the best definitive five teams of the decade, but these are, like, the five, like, dopest teams that really stood out to me. So if you if you want to start with your five, man, not kick All us right. off. Well, um, I think first and foremost, I, I had to go with uh, being in San Antonio. By, not, by no means, I am a Spurs fan, but the 2014 San Antonio Spurs that thrashed the Heat, in uh, was it five games? Yeah. Um, they 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 definitely have to be in the top five. They had a young Kawhi. Um, you know, you still had the big three with um, Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili, and they low key could have made another run the following year with the same core until Kawhi got hurt. Yeah. Low key. So so um, with that, the 2014. Um, Spurs. I don't know where I ha- don't necessarily have them ranked yet, but we can do that at the end. Um, we have to. I think I have to put in the 2017 uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, that was the first year with with, with uh, KD. Um, granted, they went five games with uh, with Cleveland that year. But you just knew once they got to the finals, it was over. Um, you know, <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't much LeBron could have did. Yeah. Uh, a an underrated team. Let's go back to 2010. I got the Lakers in there with Kobe, I Lamar Odom. Uh, not um, you got Paul Gasol in there. Uh, Ron Artest with the coming up, yeah. coming up big. Um, yeah, so you, you got to put that team, and it's probably not the most talented offensive team, but I think that was like one of the last teams of um, one of the last series of like true defensive series, like in the playoffs. I feel like, um, and. It, I think it was a Kobe's game seven. That was his um, probably his worst game. I think his worst game that series. He was like six for twenty two that, that that game. But Something like that, yeah. You know, like an, that. an overall team effort on that. Um, uh, you got to put the two. I'm put. I'm gonna put the 2012 Miami Heat in there. Okay. The 2012 Miami Heat. Um, even though they kind of walked through Oklahoma City. In, in five, um, uh, they went on. Uh, was it a twenty-three game win streak? Is that is that that year? They I went. Think they so, won like yeah. twenty-three straight. Yeah. Yeah. So so they got so they started off shaky, but then they got rolling. But to win twenty-three straight, beating uh, surpassing Houston's twenty-two games, I mean that's that's pretty crazy to to, to run off that. Um, and I also say they're better than the 2013 team because they had fresh legs. Um, you know, it's it's new run. So you had a a, a determined LeBron, a hungry way, the hungry Bosch. Bro, you had Shane Battier coming off the thing. Yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. Chalmers. They had uh, shooters. Yeah. Uh, Mike Miller. Like, Mike Miller was a sniper. Don't forget, Udonis Haslam. Um, they had a squad. We had a squad, and so um, and 
and I, I'm kind of reluctant to put. I'm I'm really reluctant to put Toronto in there. Last year, and not even. Yeah, I, I like there are so many things that they didn't. I can't say they were the best team. They were a well-oiled machine without Kawhi, and then they got Kawhi, and then he even missed games th- during the season. And they had a winning record without him. Mm-hmm. And so, because well, I, I can put the 2018 Golden State Warriors in there, or I can put the Toronto Raptors. Um, I feel like if Jr. hadn't did what he did game one, I feel like the Cavs and that series would have been a whole completely different series uh, in 2018. Um, but yeah. we don't know now. But I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm going to just go with – I'll go with the Raptors 2019. All right. Uh, even though I, 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 I could and probably should put the, the 2018 Warriors in there, I wanted to have like a little mix. And I yeah. feel like the 17 team was probably – Back. So, uh, so I got the Lakers uh, in 2010, the 2012 Miami Heat, the San Antonio Spurs, the 2017 uh, Warriors, and the 2019 Raptors. So, what you got? All right, we got. I thought we was gonna have a completely different list, but we got we got one team that's the same. And see, the Raptors, right? I uh, I was trying to avoid super teams. And a couple teams I got on here didn't even win the championship. So it's kind of like who I enjoyed watching more. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. So, and I'm a homer. So my, my, first, my first team is the 2013 Pacers. With, um, when we lost to the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals in seven. With, <laughs> are, we, are, we doing, <laughs> are we doing top five teams like, that we liked? Or are we doing like top five champions? See, you didn't say champions, so I just went teams. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> so th- this is the team where PG just yoked all over Birdman. Birdman, I remember that. Like, like Hibbert was a stopper in the paint. This was probably George Hill's overall best year. David West was the anchor. Like, man, like that. That was the post Reggie team that I wish could have won a championship. Yeah. And then at number four, I mean, that was our closest chance, I think. Yeah, since Reggie retired, yeah. Um, at number four, I got the um, the 2011 Bulls, the the year Derrick Rose won MVP. He was just and eating then, everybody. And, and then he got Booby Miles. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, like since quarantine, you know, ESPN. He shouldn't get in the game. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, since quarantine and all this, you know, ESPN is looking for for content. So it's like, yeah. if you could change one thing, wh- which would you change? Everybody needs to say Derrick Rose getting hurt. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember him being that cold though. I remember he was good, but was he that cold? Like, but if you look at his numbers, like he, numbers wise, they were the same as LeBron. Like Derrick Rose had springs. He was like so explosive. Like he was, he was the next generation Allen Iverson. So he was just exciting to watch. Yeah, is that is that it? Because yeah, he, he 
he had worse numbers than LeBron, and LeBron didn't win the the MVP that year. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like it was just like a, a it was a uh, a discussion between who's the new face, yeah, and someone someone new, or is he actually this good? For me, I never really thought Derrick Rose was. It's like that dude. He got he, hurt. Nice. He got hurt, and then like. Russell Westbrook came in and like Monstar Space Jam, like all his abilities. Cause like now that's what Russell Westbrook does. Yeah, I mean, like for me, like Derek Derrick Rose is in the same category as James Harden. He's he's a he's a nice player, but it's not gonna be your top player to, to win a chip. And see, like that year, like I don't specifically remember that year if they had Jimmy Butler. I know they had Taj Gibson and I know they had Joe Kim Noah. Like they was a good team. They pushed the Heat to like think, six in the conference finals. Was just a, a young Jimmy Butler that wasn't playing. Yeah, I mean, if they did have him, um, I know. Now I don't think you know what. I don't think. I don't think he was on that squad. He could have been on that squad, but it's not playing because they had like a lot of veterans on that squad. I remember yeah. uh, Nate Robertson was on that squad, right? Was he? He might have been. The, the the year they came back like super dominant was the year that, that he got hurt in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But uh let me go to number three though. They had uh what's that point guard's name? Uh, I wish I could remember that point guard's name. It it wasn't I know I know if I, I can visually see him, but I, I can't remember his name. But Kirk Heinrich? Uh, no, it was it was a brother. Yeah. But um, no, Kirk Kirk was on that team. Kirk was a monster. He will be sleeping on Kirk. <laughs> Kirk is a beast. Kirk is a beast. He's, he's a bad dude. Um, yeah, Tosh Gibson, Joe Kim, yep. straight out of Florida. And uh, that's a nice squad. That's a nice squad. But then my number three, my top three are uh, championship teams. My top three is the 2011 Mavericks. Ugh. Dirk finally got his. Dirk finally got his ring. That's why they. Got, that's why they on there because Dirk finally got his. Like Dude, they, not only Dirk, not, not only Dirk, Jason Kidd, bro, Rick Carlisle, I, shit. Pejas uh, Sajakovic finally got one. Um, Sean finally got one. But that was the first Miami but, Heat year, and yeah, Sean Marion got one. And everybody, everybody penciled in the Heat to win the championship. And Dallas was just like, nope. Bro, they were up 2-1, though. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. No, I don't, bro, I don't know what happened. Like, how you up 2-1 <laughs> and get beat three straight? I don't know. That was like, that was 2006 revenge. <laughs> they petty. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mark oh, Cuban man, been trying to like... get back ever since. Uh, who knows about this year? They... They got a squad. I swear. They got a squad. But then, yeah, my number two is uh is last year's 2019 Raptors. So that's that's our similarity, okay. and it's cause it's just because of how good they were even without Kawhi. Like Kawhi was hurt in the playoffs and, and willed well, through that yeah, shit. Bro. They they were just rolling without him. Bro. Yep. Like everybody I'm knows like, everybody knows he was in the playoffs hurt. And I'm like, and you're only as you're only as good as your your um the weakest link on your team and then they ain't really have no weak links. Nah. Every, Cause everyone played everyone played their role, bro. Even like, uh even Fred Van Fleet, man, like he had a baby and he came back from having that baby and it was wet. Bowling. He was like shh Wichita State. Yeah. <laughs> sure, and uh, who's your number one? 
And in my number one, I don't know if you're going to disagree, but my number one is the uh, the 2016 Cavs. Coming back from 3-1, LeBron averaged a triple-double. They shut down the 73-9 and Warriors. So, no, they – I can't say – all right. I like I like I I like LeBron like I just not even uh but I can't say they're their best team because they were down three zip yeah and then well, well it was I three mean, one they came back from three one but they're 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 down three one yeah yeah that's right but there are just these things that one here's the thing why were you down three one <laughs> well that's I mean you, Clay Steph Draymond <laughs> man. That's what I'm saying. You put your you put yourself in that situation, and I already don't think Kyrie is a he's he's not a winning basketball player. Yeah. He 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 he's made winning plays. Yeah. I.e. the the shout out that shot. Yeah. Dust. But all in all, he's not. I don't think Kyrie is a winning player. I feel uh, you. If you look if you look at his his production like with like win shares. I just got like, them on the I mean, list more for historic reasons. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 I, I get you, I get you. Uh, but if I was just like putting like the, the like the best champions of that decade, yeah, I could see. Like, it's hard to put the Warriors on there. There's always an asterisk by every one of their wins. Kevin Love and yeah. Kyrie got hurt in the first except, ring, except fifteen. No, the first ring they didn't have. Uh, Cleveland didn't have Kevin Love. Didn't have Kyrie. The next one was, uh, I think that was the, the Kawhi year when Kawhi got hurt. You know, 2015, they ran, 2015, they faced an injured point guard every series. Yeah. And then that was, and then the the, the, um, the conference finals, they injured uh, Kawhi. Yep. But, you know, wow, that's funny. <laughs> that's because the Spurs probably could have went back to back. Because I think they would have beat Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Healthy, yeah, healthy Kawhi beats the Cavs. Bro, easy, too easy. Um, Kawhi was the yeah. best two way play- Was damn near still is the best two way player in the league. If he's healthy. Yep. But yeah, no. you know, you know what's funny? I was thinking the other day. I'm like, bro, I feel like people don't even recognize Kevin Durant as a champion. Like, nah. <laughs> like, like I'm past, I'm past trying to down like KD, KD, and then and then the Miami Heat was just like, like man, that's why I don't want to add super teams. Like, come on, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Kevin Durant, like, that, yeah, that that's a cheat like, code, on, Like, what are we doing? You know, what this is not even if if him and but, if him and Kyrie like win over the next couple seasons, like then that could be like an argument for next decade, man. I, I wish they had paid James Harden. OKC should have been paid, man. Yeah, OKC was close. I almost put I almost put one or two Thunder teams on here. Man, if they had put, if they had just given James, what was it like four four or five million dollars more? Yep. he would have been in OKC. And, and they, like, they definitely would have won. That nucleus. Bro, it was one. Bro, come on, man. That's homegrown talent. Yep. They were about to be 
competing for years. They they killed the Spurs the year before. Like, I think they beat the Spurs like four two. Yeah, he got traded like the next veteran. year and then went to the and then like, they went so to the he, finals and then he got traded. Yeah, so they went to the finals in two thousand twelve. Before he had one year left on his contract, and they still traded it on for Kevin Martin and uh, dudes they ain't even got someone no else. Yeah, I'm like, bro, who? Okay, see, stay losing trades. Well, nah, well, I, I think this is like the the first bad one. Harden, like, yeah, okay. I mean, this, this was like the first bad one that they did. Yeah, I feel like. But and, other than that, bro, they bro, and look at the draft picks that they just got for Paul George, bro. Yeah, they got like crazy, nah, they not crazy bro, amount of draft they, picks. Hey, they, Steve Presti is set for the next ten to fifteen years, bro. Yeah, and then and then you get Chris Paul. It's like oh, but here's the thing, bro. Like, give me Chris Paul over Kyrie. Yeah. For for this for this simple reason, if you put Kyrie on this OKC team after losing Russell Westbrook, they're not even in the playoffs. Nah, nah. I mean, look at Brooklyn. If Brooklyn was in the West, they're not even top Bro. ten. Exactly, exactly my point. I'm like, bro, they were a top. Six, seventeen in the East last year. Were they the AC last year? Brooklyn, I think, was six. But I mean, they're technically in the playoffs yeah, right now. But in the West, they're not. But dog. But I'm like, how do you not elevate that team up higher, to, higher into a higher seed than what they were? Like everyone yeah. came back. You're the besides D'Angelo Russell. Like you were supposed to be that piece. Yeah. And I'm like, bro. Like I don't. I don't. I don't and this is not not a Kyrie bashing thing, but bro, this as a player, bro, you know, because we from Indiana, like we had that winning basketball mentality, man. Like, if you're not straight like that, yeah, it's, it's team basketball first, bro. So, I mean, shit, we you, we was four or five seed, and Oladipo wasn't even healthy, bro. And <laughs> dog, <laughs> but hey, check this out. If the NBA starts back in August, does KD play? I think so. Ooh. Hey, and then he's probably ready to go right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's probably ready to go right now. But it's a that's an interesting dynamic. Clay now. too. That's why. That's why I don't uh, even well, want. Cause like well, the, the work is done. Regardless. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about like like big names that this out. <laughs> Oh, if uh, you still you you still say Clay, like (laughs) no 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 no. No, I'm saying though, like if if they want to finish the regular season and then like start that shit in August, Oladipo gonna be healthier. Our next game was against the Sixers. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons gonna be on the court. Uh, Oh yeah, that'd be. But if they just do the finals, if they jump into the playoffs and and then I don't know, that's why like just. I'd, I'd rather just jump into the playoffs, man. It's just kind of like, all right, bro, let's just get it. Chalk I up mean, a, because there's really no, there was really no, all right, there's really no confusion who's, as to who's in the playoffs besides the eighth seed in the West. Yeah. I think, like, the and, Wizards was making a push in the East, 
And then, but you had like five teams that was competing for the eighth eight seed in the West. Um, yeah. It was Memphis, uh, Portland, San, San Antonio, San, Sacramento. San, San, San Antonio definitely gave up. And, um, but honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't mind just having Memphis in there and leaving it at that, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Job around was nice. I, I, like, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I would be cool with that. But, um, but, uh, bro, if, if they bring back the season and 80s playing, bro, that AC that is one against the Bucks going to be trouble. Yeah, hell yeah. Trouble. Hey. And, <laughs> hey, KD will come back and then Kyrie will magically be healthy. Well, how long does the shoulder uh, surgery take to heal? I don't know. Because it's, it's already been, because I think he got that done in January. Something like that, yeah. Like, it's already been four months or so. And, and so, realistically speaking, the NBA probably not coming back until August? July? July, August? Yeah. Hell That's yeah. That's like six, seven months. I'm like, come on, bro. Well, shit, let's, uh, let's, hey. let's put a wrap on this right quick, and then we come back. And we gonna uh, we gonna go back and forth about our five favorite hip hop groups, man. Rec League. Yo, yo, dealing with these Rec League spitters ain't fair for y'all. Popping all kind of shit, and we ain't scared of y'all. Me myself, I just be rhyming different. Breaking down the syllables can get quite scientific. I'm terrific. When they ramble off names, then mine is listed of who the fuck they think is nice. It ain't safe no more anytime I bust a rhyme. They can't even bust a nut. Talking shit about my dudes, then we had to fuck them up. Now I declare enough's enough. Because if we get too into the violence, they'll be at your memorial playing the violins. Silence. You clowns might as well try again. Y'all forgot the password and ran out of attempts to try to type it in. Alright man, it's uh time to put a wrap on episode 39 of this Rec League podcast, man. Like I said when we was talking sports, me and O, we we got lists. So Orlando kicked me the idea to talk uh five favorite hip hop groups. And again, like just like my movie list, this isn't necessarily like ranked, but this is just how I'm gonna spit them. So uh like I again, like I said earlier, I'm hospitable. So if you if you want to start us off, oh, let's All get right, it. So, all right. So I think without a doubt, probably one of the dopest rap groups of all time, uh, Outcast. I'm sure that's on your list for sure. But uh, the hits are just ridiculous. Um, from from the '90s to the, I would say mid 2000s. Um, they they kind of revolutionized and had their own sound too. It wasn't like a copy sound or a mimic sound from anybody. Um, so they're I'm not ranking my top five, but regardless, they're number one of the top five. Um, I got the Yin Yang Twins. Um, Yin Yang in this thing. Dum 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 dum. Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 But, uh, 
<laughs> the Yin Yang Twins um, had some heat for, I, I would say, a good three-year stretch that still gets played now. Like It's, it's, it's still a banger now. So um, I definitely had to have, I have to have them in there. Uh, the two live crew, the most influential rap group in the history of rap groups that probably doesn't get the, enough praise. Without the two live crew, rap music is playing now. Like they had a battle with the Supreme Court for the uh, for using expletive um, words and uh, descriptions in music. Like they got all the way up to the Supreme Court, just kicking out some knowledge, just just in case I didn't know. That's why I had the two live crew in there. But you can't go wrong with Uncle Luke. Give me Uncle Luke any day of the week. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I have some recency bias for you all. Uh, I fucks with Travis Porter. I like Travis Porter. That's like one of my faves. And I kind of went in between. So I know this is a five-group one, but I can't. I, I rock with this group so hard. Uh, 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 I think you want to call them a group, but there will be a classified as a group back in the 80s and 90s, bro. I like Eric B. and uh, Sorry, not Eric B. Uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth is, is one of my faves, too. I mean, what, uh, I, love two, I, got, I got a couple. There's, there's only two cats. Yeah, so uh, P-Rock, CL Smooth, they got the creator, um, one of the best producers in P-Rock, bro, like, could kick the turntables, he had, uh, they reminisce, uh, some of the best remixes um, of songs, the Jump Around remixes, probably one of my top 10 favorite songs, um, so I had them tied up with Travis Porter, because I couldn't, I, I couldn't leave one of one of the either either or out, but then uh, I got the Migos. Uh, fast back for you all. Me and Quavo was in the same English class, 2010. I shit you not, Burkmore High School. Look me up. You got my track profile on there, so it's verified. I ran track. He played football, bro. Same English class. Who who knew at that time, you know? But Migos is definitely in the top five. So shit, you uh, could you could six degrees of separation my ass to the Migos. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously. That sounds weird so we, as fuck we, to say, but let's we, get it in. It's like I think what one year later we met in in class. Yeah, low key. Yeah, yeah. one year later I met Randy, and here we are ten years later. Park University <laughs> on at Laughlin. Oh, he's time flies, huh? Hell yeah. Ten years later. That's yeah, that's <laughs> wild. Dog, it's been ten years. <laughs> I don't know. Like like we about to get off on a little little sidebar right quick. I know. But you know, I was I got out of the military in oh eight, went went back up there for a year and a half, moved back down to Del Rio from Nap in twenty ten, and in yeah, order to get in order to get hired on the flight line, I had to be enrolled in in, in school for the step program. So that was that was like March. That was like March 2010, yeah. And I got hired on the flight line in May. So, and I, I I didn't start taking classes until like that that fall. 
So it was uh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Florentine was our teacher. No, it was, uh, yeah, Sarah Florentine. That's right, yeah. No, not name dropping. <laughs> no, but uh, before we get off on a tangent, what's your top five? That you, you, you listed five? That was all five of them? I listed six technically. Yeah, you cheated. Like one A, one B with one. Let me see. I got Migos. I got D4L, Beasties Ooh, Run DMC, and I got a. Uh, who who is that one again? Run DMC, Beasties, and I don't know. All of them was fake answers, so I couldn't think of a fifth fake answer. At a uh, at five, I got Wu Tang. At, oh, okay, at, cool. at five, I got Wu Tang. Come on, man. Thirty Six Chambers. Ooh. They uh. They they like they they were so dope and they had like like Iron Flag, Wu Tang Forever, the, the double disc album. Like they, they was kicking out solo albums with Method Man, with Ghostface. And they have they're and they're still culturally re- relevant. Yeah. Like yeah. So like, like, everybody still rocks with Wu Tang. Everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People rock with Wu Tang. <laughs> like RZA was on IG Live last weekend, just hit, 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 hit. And no, then I, I like that, yeah. And number uh, four, Boys. I, I like the BC Boys too. Uh, Paul Revere is one of my yeah. one, one of my joints. Yeah, BC's a joke, but I was like BC's Run DMC, like they was a little before my time. Three bad brothers, you know so well. <laughs> at uh, at four, I got Outcast. Come on, Southern Playalistic, Equimini, AT Aliens. I think my favorite Outcast album is probably Stank on You. Small bombs over Baghdad, Miss Jackson, like it had jams, and I think uh, I think their Idlewild album is crazy underrated. I well, it, nah. I mean, is it is it underrated or is it where it's supposed to be? I think it's underrated. I'm not saying like I rank it. I might rank it last in their discography, but I just think overall in the hip hop, you know. People didn't jump. Yeah. People didn't appreciate it for what it was. What the movie? I heard the movie was ass. I like the movie. That was the problem. See, like a lot of people didn't like the movie, and people say that was like their worst movie, like they, they that they did or was a part of. I like the movie. Like that. I think. Yeah. Coming off, coming off, speaker box love below getting all them Grammys. I think expectations was for Idlewild was somewhere yeah. else. Well, speaker box is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Outcast, Outcast got hits for days, and like you said, like they did, they they paved their own lane, like inspire so and, many and different they, cats out of Atlanta. Like their influence goes on forever. Generations too. Like their music crosses over. Yeah, to so many generations. So at uh at number three, I got the clips. Like I I jam to all all three of their albums. Um, Grind, yeah. yeah, you know what I keep in line, and you see it like me shine and grinding. I mean, I'll, I'll spit, I'll spit that whole verse. I'm your pusher, and then, and then hell hath no fury. Like everybody was on that. Like double XL gave it a double XL rating. I think it got five mics. Yeah, and just Neptune's production was a one, and then, Neptune. and then. 
uh, they're their last. I don't know about last because you never know if if Push and Malice want to get back and let's do another one. But like till the casket no. drops. Uh. I feel like that's one of the nobody talks about, man. Like it's got a fire Cameron feature, it's got a fire Kanye feature, um, and and again it had jams. Like, at um, they, uh, that that clip production though, uh, the yeah, Neptune production, Neptune's, ne- Neptune's, bruh, probably the best production duo of all time. Without question, and, and I'm trying to think of another one, but I'm like, ain't nobody really messing with the Neptunes like that. Yeah, yeah, for like two cats to get in the booth and like collab on, on on beats and have all that longevity, like ain't nobody messing with Chad and Pharrell, man. Nope, not at all. At uh, at number two, I got I got G Unit. Maybe like they have group albums, so and like that's my favorite. Like like Fifty Cent Dominance from Get Rich or Die Trying from like the time Wangster came out. Until like I would say I would say they fell off, maybe around Lloyd Banks' second album, and and they still put out a little bit after that. It's like when he started trying to sign Mob Deep and MOP, everybody was like, "50, you doing too much." Like the fallout from the beef with Game, and then Kanye like outselling him when Graduation and Curtis came out on the same day, and Graduation outsold more. That was kind of like their fall off. But like they had yeah. like a good three four year run where everything Fifty Cent did was oh, yeah, gold. Yeah, right. BT was G Unit at the G, and then they had what's her name, Olivia. Can't yeah, yeah. Olivia, bro. <laughs> yeah, Olivia was jumping then. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm tired of G Unit, bro. <laughs> like, put something else on. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my number one, like my number one, my favorite group, especially right now, man. My number one is Run the Jewels, Killer Mike and LP. Run the Jewels 4 is my most anticipated album all year. I still bump all three of their albums like like they just came out. Bro, I only I, I, reason I know Killer Mike is because he had like a, a song on the 2004 Madden that was jumping. K-I-L-L, this is the name in the game. Hey, that's, all, that's off his uh, debut solo album, uh, Monster. Bro, that, Super no, underrated. No, no. Yeah. And then he had a. Uh, he was on. Uh, he was on the whole world that was off the uh, Outcast Greatest Hits album. Yeah. And that the Scooby Doo soundtrack. Okay. But like like LP LP raps too, and he he produces their stuff. And like I just saw him on Twitter. I think yesterday or Friday. The only reason they haven't announced a release date for Running Jewels Four is because they're waiting on cl- uh, sample clearance. Uh, okay. There go a commercial for the Beasties right there. Alright. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know nothing about Killer Mike besides that song. You gotta look him up. Like Killer Mike got bars. Glitter. Listen. Floss. Floss. I catch a beat running like Randy Moss. Oh, I mean like I said, that that song was beats. Yeah. My problem is I like booty music. I'm not gonna (laughs) lie. Listen, look, I don't care really what you're saying. If girls are dancing to it. Hey, I'm yeah. with it. See, like, but if it's not making, I like, I like, I like club hits. See, that's why, I like, like you, you fit into that in, into that lane where you could rock with all the lyrical stuff and you could rock with all all the ignorant club shit. I thought you was gonna have a lot more like young ignorant club shit in there. <laughs> but you impressed me I, with I, that picks, though. Lot, 
it's, it's a fine line. I feel like it's, it's a well thought out list. It crosses over 40 years. Yeah. You know, with with uh, two live crew and um, uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth all the way to you still get some two live crew in there with Outkast. Yeah. And then you get and then you got the Yin Yang twins still with Outkast still putting out hits. And that kinda of ran bro, honestly that ran that ran the South. Bro, the South was the Yin Yang twins, Little John, Outkast dominated from like two thousand two to two thousand five. 2006, hey. Made in the USA was like the last joint that came out. Outcast came out in '94. No, I'm talking about like in terms of like Yang Twins and Outcast dominating together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably around like '98, '99. I don't think Outcast was dominating until into the 2000s. See, yeah, they, like uh, you, mainstream. They weren't mainstream dominating like how they crossed over. Yeah, like, Rosa Parks was a jam, but they wasn't, like, getting, like, national radio play probably until, like, Miss Jackson. Uh, hey, uh, Miss Jackson. That's when they... Bombs over Baghdad. Bro, and then Yang Twins had the whole southern region jumping, like, and then... Come here, little Pretty much mine is, like, if you look at my group, most of my stuff comes from the south. (laughs) Yeah, see, like... Wu Tang yeah. is New York. Outcast is, is is Atlanta. Clips uh, is Virginia. G Unit is New York, and then and then Run the Jewels is two dudes, one Atlanta, one New York. So like mine yeah. is practically all like mine is bars. Like I don't yeah. care where you from as long as you spitting. Is that? You know what I mean? Mine's bars. Hey, the South got something to say. Exactly. So I, I wish I wish Ludacris was a group. Ludacris would have been on this. Uh, Luda, Ludas, and he, man, I feel like he kind of ran this out for a minute too. He did, yeah. Like Luda had a like, run, because like, Luda was it, from two thousand. From 2000 to 2004, he he had the the South locked up. Like, yeah, Atlanta locked up. Back for the first time was 2000. Season. And then, and then two, Red Light yeah, District was 04. And then, yeah, like, like, like Outkast was doing their thing. T.I. came in probably 03, 04, Trap Music, Urban Legend. Bro, and Trap Music was, I got that, I got the CD in my car. Yeah. And I was like, it's probably one of the only CDs that I still have. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm like li- listening back to it. I'm like, man, he had at least like four or five hits on this song on this on the CD. Ti had jams. Yeah, I'm like, oh, and it, and it, and it crossed over to many people. Yeah. Ti nah, had jams uh, for days. Bro, it's crazy, man. Like it's like, see, and people people. uh People be killing my man Uncle Luke, bro. Like Uncle Luke, bro. I take Uncle Luke over J Cole, bro. Give me Uncle Luke over J Cole. I might have to hang up on you. No, listen, listen to Uncle Luke's jams, then listen to J Cole's jams, bro. Hey, Cole is one of my favorite rappers doing it right now. I mean, the only song I like from Cole is ATM, bro. ATM goes, bro. Get it up. Get it up. Get it up. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Bro. hey, 
Either either we gonna come up with a new list. We gonna come up with something to talk about. We gotta. I think, bro. I think we gotta. I think we gotta. We gotta have a uh, a new list, bro. We we gotta do. We gotta do this again. Or uh, John Connor got an album coming out too that I might want to talk about. So, please tell me who John Connor is. I got man. bars, man. Bars, but. I sound like a I sound like a Denzel movie, John Connor. <laughs> nah, that's uh, that's old buddy from Terminator. To drop drop comments, drop voice messages about your five favorite hip hop groups, about your five favorite NBA teams over the past ten years, your five favorite trilogies, man. I want to know I want to know what what list y'all got, man. So everybody, chill until the next episode.